This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 435. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Also joined here today by Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Chris isn't here, but still give him a follow at ChrisSweenDog. Collectively at Marking Out, you know all the other plugs already. It's basically every platform slash Marking Out or Marking Out 11 or whatever. Um, and Pro Wrestling Tees is also slash Marking Out, so you can pick up a t-shirt there. Uh, but Dave, Dave, how you doing? Yo, 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 yo. What is up? Everything is going good over here. Uh, you asked me what is going on with me, and then I rebuttal you with uh what is going on with you not much is going on with me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah not too much is happening over here i'm just i'm gonna do it myself and just say i'm doing awesome as always because you don't you can't feed it you just never do it ah uh, you know I, I forgot about the feeding but how was uh how was your week my week was uh good it was very busy very, very busy. Um, got to go down. Well, first off, let's see. Um, me and Dan got to hang out for a bit. Hung out over at good old Left Coast uh, Grill in good old Merrick. And then after that, on Saturday was Salute's birthday. So happy uh, birthday on the podcast to wow. Salute. Sal know. gets a happy birthday. Dave gets a happy birthday. But did Brandon... I don't know. I would have to go back and re-listen to it. I, I don't think I did, but <laughs> um, yeah. So we ended up going out to this place car- called uh, Garden Social. It was us, Chris, Dan, Salute, a bunch of others. We went to this place called Garden Social. You ever hear of it? I have not. It's up on uh, Hempstead Turnpike, right near uh, Eisenhower Park area. It sounds like a hipster place. No, it's it's a pretty much set up like a beer garden. So a hipster place. I thought it was pretty good. Beer gardens are for hipsters. What what makes you say that? It's for hipsters. They were basically born again in Brooklyn. That's true. I I um what? <laughs> Nothing. That's just that's what I feel. Hey, you're allowed to your feelings. I feels how I, I feels. <laughs> I always like beer gardens because then you get to relax outside and you get to just Toss one back, and I like the atmosphere of it. You could do that in the backyard for cheaper. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I just like the atmosphere. Um, but the food was really good. Um, Did they serve yeah. any sort of food to you on a wooden plank? Not to my recollection. What would you order? I ordered the um, short rib tacos. Yeah, that's a hipster place. Short rib tacos and uh they were delicious then i had some of uh chris's steak and um you know some (laughs) what else did we get we had pretzel and yeah chicken wings 
everything was pretty good. So, oh, and then I went to Jones Beach. Jones Beach? On Sunday. Yeah, we were trying to, when I texted you to see if you were around, you are like, no, I got better things to do. So I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to find something to do. So me and Dan ended up making a decision. We were like, go to Long Beach or slash Lido Beach area or go to Jones Beach. And we we're like, wait, 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 Jones Beach. Did they have a concert there or no? No. Mm-mm. Oh, at least not that. Uh, no. Yeah, I guess they just had that one weekend and then or the one date and then everything is next weekend. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, we let's see. Decided to go to the Jones Beach. I figured that the parking was a lot easier. What did you do at Jones Beach? Walk on the boardwalk? Yeah. Yeah, walked on the boardwalk. And you didn't it have was, to pay for parking? Uh, $10. That's dumb. Well, from what I hear, to do the boardwalk at Long Beach, now they're charging 15 They charge money now? That's what I heard. Somebody went, uh, somebody who did it, I think in the, somebody I knew went to Long Beach for, or a patient of mine, their, their child or whatever went to the Long Beach and they said that they had to pay $15 to walk the boardwalk. Wait, wait, to park or to actually just go onto the boardwalk? To go onto the boardwalk. Like what? it used to be, it used to be pay to go to, onto the beach. Now I believe that it's pay to go to the boardwalk. That's a complete ripoff. Yeah. So I'm happy with that decision, especially because of parking wise, I figured there's going to be a lot of people at Long Beach, uh, on that day. Cause it was a night. It was really nice outside. Yeah. And parking. Of could course be, it was. Yeah. And parking could be kind of annoying in Long Beach cause you just really have that strip and then side street parking. Um, on Broadway. So Jones Beach was a great decision. And I, there was a lot more people there than I expected. And what, was, I, what was the last time you went to even Jones Beach? Uh, the last time I went to Jones Beach Boardwalk was 2007. 2007? The last time I went to Jones Beach was <laughs> Thursday for, uh, for a concert. Ah, yeah, I can't even, before Sunday, I can't even remember the last time I've been to Jones Beach. It it was a long time ago. Many moons And I remember, ago. yeah, years, like, tons of, even before 2007, we went there once for, like, brunch or something. Uh-huh. But I don't, what do I need to go to a boardwalk for? What do I need a beach? I don't need a beach. That's, like, one of the least, like, things on my list that I need is a beach. I like, I... I love the beach. I don't think if I was going to move anywhere, I don't think that I could uh, go somewhere that didn't have a beach. I need to have access to a beach to even just relax. I definitely don't need a beach. I just need like a tropical-ish environment. I like tropical environment. Like Mexico. I mean, again, Mexico is a beach (laughs) depending on where you go. Jamaica, depending on where you go, is a beach as well. Maybe you'll end up down there. Yeah, definitely going to fly down <laughs> and live in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, I noticed that after Sandy, I guess, the boardwalk, they put up um, like mats instead of the wooden boardwalk going down to the beach. They yeah, have I like think, – I think that's for uh, wheelchairs. I was surprised. I no, think... no. That, that was for everyone to use. No, no. But I'm saying obviously it's for everyone what do you mean? I'm saying it's how wheelchairs get onto the beach. 
Why? But you could have used the wooden ones. It, no. Uh, is it not like leading onto the beach even more? Um. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's it what it. That's what it does. Oh, I, I mean, I thought it was genius because it picks up. It's easy to clean up. You, if it's, I'm almost certain that's the reason. It, I thought it was genius. I'm like looking at. It, I'm like, I wish that I thought of something like this. I mean, we could have could have made some money off of that. <laughs> you know, great idea. But yeah, Jones Beach, love it. Uh, this summer, I'm definitely going to take advantage of going to the beach a lot more often. Do you think people will catch on to the yo 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 being like crime time or no? Uh, no, because you didn't say it fast enough. And I, as soon as you said that, I was going to say, do you mean yo, 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 yo? Oh, you <laughs> meant yo, 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 check your 40s and pop your rollies or whatever it is. It's crime yeah. time. Yeah, right. I have no idea. But I mean, yeah, no, that's that's what I was going for. <laughs> now they're listening to this. So now they'll hear. Oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, as I'm thinking, like, huh, I don't know if it came out exactly as I thought it was going to come out, but that's OK. So what about you? What did you do this week? Well, like I said, I went to see Bob Seeger. Ah, how was the Sieg doing? Uh, it was really good. It's supposedly his final tour. He was with uh, Grand Funk Railroad. The uh, I guess the I think there's only two original members, maybe. But uh, Bruce Kulick from Kiss, at one point, Kiss at least was not, was in the band. Um, but yeah, it was pouring. It was like torrential rains and, and thunderstorms that night. Mm-hmm. And then the next day was like perfectly sunny as anything. Sunny but, days? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the concert itself was really good. It was cool to hear Grand Funk Railroad because I don't think I would have ever seen them. Like I'm not going to – I don't know of when I would have seen Grand Funk Railroad. But Bob Seger is my third Grand time Funk, seeing it. Grand Funk Railroad. That's George uh... – what is it? Who? What's the song by them? Some kind of wonderful. Ameri- we're an American band. Oh, okay. They do for a cover s- of the locomotion. For some reason, I was thinking of this. What is it? The George. Uh, what's his face? George Thorogood. No, and no, the Destroyers. no. Who's the funk? Oh, George. Uh, uh, yeah. Parliament yeah. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that's who I was thinking of. I think he's also retiring this year. Yeah, he played Oneonta once, uh, once, and I wish I went to go see it, but I did not. That was stupid. It's going to bother me that I... Oh, George Clinton. Yeah, that's it. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, yeah, so I'm hoping that Bob Seger comes to uh, Madison Square Garden one more time in the fall, perhaps, because I would 100% go see that. Yeah. Uh, and... Then on Friday, I went, crushed happy hour a little bit at Grand Lux. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell it's me more. So Did he have a nice car? What? I don't know. That was not the lyrics, but tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, yeah, so I crushed happy hour. Then I went and saw Aladdin. Okay. And what's I your deal with it? blown away. People are like there. There could be people like trashing or whatever. It was such a good movie, in my opinion. Why? What made it good for you? It was just good. Like it was like the the live actionness, if that's a a saying I could use. How's the music though? I thought that was really good too. 
Was it the, the one? The, there's like there's the, the the things that I didn't like about the film are like such minimalism, minimalistic things. Like, like Jafar doesn't sing in it. What? Why? But it's like, right, who, so like big big whoop, big whoop that he doesn't sing in it. Jafar doesn't have the little uh, the little goatee thing that he normally has. That's like trademark. But again, big whoop. All right. Uh, so what a else? Few, a few other things, but. Uh-huh. And if I said any more other things, I, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but, but no. Overall, I thought it was really good. I thought Will Smith right. was really good as the genie, compared to Robin Williams. It's I mean not to compare it, but like I think he lived up to the potentialness of what the genie is. Is he more, like what kind of a character is he? Like is he? I can see like kind of the Fresh Prince. Uh, Hitting uh, that, like that kind of a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there, like he's obviously he's not sitting there doing like all like a million voices that Robin Williams could do. Yeah, but it's still. It, I thought it was still very well done. They paid tribute to to Robin Williams at one point. Ah, uh, spoiler. Uh, you're. I didn't say in what form. So that's that's pretty cool though. Yeah, so I would definitely go recommend uh, or recommend people to go see Aladdin. Well, there you have it. That's the review. Anything else you got? Uh, I went to Billy Joel again on Sunday. Uh, and that was the day that you decided you did not want to hang out with me because you are too good. Well, no, I was going to see Billy Joel. Mr. Uh, too Good over here. Yeah. And uh, Joe Elliott from Def Leppard came out. They did Pour Some Sugar on Me together. Ah, that's cool. Yeah. it's really, See, it's like cool. Like People are like, oh, why do you waste your money going to Billy Joel, blah, blah. You've seen it. It's the same show, blah, blah. But it's like a majority of it. Yes, I've I've heard him play Piano Man every single time, mm-hmm. which I believe is fourteen times now. Uh huh. But I don't mind. Like it's just like it's just such a good atmosphere being there. It's just it's good. It's it's such a good show. Hey, there's worse things that you could be doing. Yeah. But I and then I, I just have two more, two more Billy Joel concerts to complete the twelve month. Thing. What's the twelve month thing? Oh, you say that Billy I've Joel been in. able to see Billy Joel. Yeah, even though January, I count January because technically, it was New Year's Eve, so I did see him January first. Yeah, I would count that. Yeah, so. But are you? Would you count that as December two or? Oh yes, yes. I, well, I've I think I've seen him in <sighs> December already. Well, again, oh, okay. Again, How many times but, have you seen him in total? I think it was, I think, 14 concerts, 15, because wow. he performed on... I was totally off when somebody asked me. Jimmy Kimmel. Well, I just said 14. Yeah, no, I was totally off. Somebody asked me. I forgot who. I think maybe Dan asked me. I was just like, yeah, I think he's seen it like nine times. Yeah, I was off. <laughs> Do you what know how many times that? I've seen Swift? Eight? Ooh, No. Seven Heaven? It's ten, I believe. Jeez. Yeah, but the most Billy, I... Billy Joel, I, I I almost it would have been sixteen, I think, had I not left the twenty fifth anniversary of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert night one. Because he came out and performed with Bruce Springsteen and the E Street band at one point. What made you leave? End. Well, my my camera was dead. It was already like one thirty. In the morning and like, my I don't know, 
looking back, it's dumb. That's why I don't like leaving concerts early, so. Yeah, I'm surprised at you. That was like the the only time I left. Well, yeah, basically one of the only times that I left like before the ending of a concert. Yeah, you never do that. Now I like I'll refuse to because you never know what's going to happen. No, folks, you stay till the end. I mean. Also, by the way, on the on the train ride home from the Billy Joel concert, yeah, there was some dude who was like completely wasted and he unbuckles his belt and I'm like, Oh good God, where is this leading to? And I'm the only one in the train car. So he, he unbuckles his belt, he gets up and then sits down. Okay. Gets up again and his pants are down. Hit me. What kind of an age group like range is this to? Probably like, 30, 28, 27-ish. Okay, so not an old, like, not an old adult, no, someone... No, it was a younger person. Okay. So he, uh, and then he goes, he gets up, his pants are kind of down, he's trying to close the door in between the trains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, he and he fails at that. So, when he realizes he can't do that, he goes to where people get on and off of the train. And I'm, I'm assuming he pulls down his pants at that point and just starts peeing. And it must have been, he must have been peeing for like three minutes straight. Ugh. Yeah. I've never, ever seen anything like that before. Ever. What was your react? Like, did you, what I was literally, your I literally, the, I, the guy is being blocked by like an advertisement because he's peeing on the same side that I was sitting on. Okay, so you didn't legit see right. So I'm okay, I'm like trying to like be like what is going on right now, and then I hear him start peeing, and I see my reflection in the window, and I'm like, like my jaw dropped. <laughs> I I literally could not believe that, and then I ended up going into the car behind me, and there were other people there. And I was talking to them. I was like, I've never seen anything like this before. What'd they say? They were the one, one dude recorded him trying to close the the door. And then like, I guess the peeing, but yeah. And then there was a river of, of urine, Ugh. which like, if I didn't move, I would have been having to climb over pee. Ugh. And I, I could not believe that. Did you like report him or? Yeah, we after uh, afterwards a conductor, and she like she just like brushed it off as if like it's something that happens so often. What do you mean? She goes, she goes, um, she's like, oh, are you kidding me? And then started laughing about it. I I would call up the MTA about that. I don't know, I don't know what I don't know. I have no idea. It was just like I literally I was like blown away that someone could do that and i'm pretty sure there was a bathroom in the next train yeah i would call the mta about that be like yeah i was on a plane and this person did this on and a train yeah on a train and i'm highly appalled i was you should I, that's I, a very dude, when awkward. he when he went to go close the doors in between the trains that was like behind me so i thought I was like, I, I was like, is this guy gonna like 
try to drop a deuce. <laughs> and I was like so nervous because like what I don't know if he was gonna like attack me or anything. I didn't know if there was somebody in the car in front of me. I didn't know if there were people in the car like behind me. Yeah, that is already, kind of like it was like a super late train already. Yeah, that is kind of nerve wracking. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. I was like, oh my god. You're like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else? That's that's basically that's my week. All right. Now well, I, I'm you... trying. I'm trying to see other movies this week now. Oh, it's on the. Well, the I, I, I still list. I still want to see Rocket Man. I think uh, that looks good. Which yeah, I really don't need to see it in theaters, but like. Yeah, that's something I'm gonna skip. Maybe I'll go see it. Uh, I bought a ticket to see Dark Phoenix. Already. Uh, well, it comes out. I think right now. I think it's out tonight. Yeah, why, like, why now, though? What do you mean, why now? Like, why did you, what, why did you buy a ticket so early? Oh, well, it's, I mean, they're, the tickets are, like, selling out everywhere. Yeah, but you really think it's going to sell out? Well, I'm going on Saturday. Uh Uh-huh. So, where where the theater was half sold, so. Gotcha. Which it does. I was, when I went to, uh, when I went to see Aladdin, I picked up my tickets and a family came in and they're like four tickets for Aladdin at this time. And the person goes, Oh, sorry, it's sold out. And it sucks. Like what you were saying the other week, it's like, you really, you can't go to the movies anymore without prepaying for your ticket. Yeah. I I'm going to, I'm going to try to do that for tomorrow. I think I'm going to try to see rocket man, but I'm, I don't, I'm going to try to not buy them online and just hope for the best. Yeah, I totally think it's awful that in order to get like in order to go into the theater, you have to you have to do that. Yeah, and then they, they, like that, that family ended up leaving. But it's like, but with assigned seating and everything, I guess it's like it just it's necessary. I think that's so bogus, though. There shouldn't be assigned seating. Yeah, but then it comes down to them selling an X amount of tickets, and there's like one seat left. Or whatever, or two seats are left, but like it's ones over here and ones all the way over there. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. They they should not have assigned seating. Some theaters don't. Some theaters you could still purchase your ticket online, but they don't have assigned seating. And that's how it should be. And some theater, the same theater also has uh, assigned seating, and for some of their showings too, which is weird. Hmm. But it's like um, every 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 like every year, movie theaters try to outdo themselves. Like they have, I mean, this has been a thing for years now. But like they have uh, movie theaters that sell alcohol. Mm-hmm. They have movie theaters with like obviously they have like the nice reclining seats. They have movie like uh, not movie tables, uh, like what are they tray tables? They have yeah. tray tables. They have people, waiters and waitresses that come to your seat to deliver food. That's crazy. Dine-in theaters. And it's like, they even have, dude, they have 4D theaters. Yeah, what does that entail? It's you're sitting in a seat that moves with the movie. I'd be so sick. It's like a ride at Universal Studios for three hours. <laughs> no. I'd be I, so first nauseous. of all, I don't, I don't like 3D movies at all. I can't do 3D movies. It's called reality. Yeah, I live in the present. 
<laughs> he does. He actually, Brandon does do that. Sometimes it's... I live in the future, though. Whoa. Yeah. I just got back. Yeah. 2035 is weird, man. Uh, what what did we miss? I can't announce that because then it could change the time continuum or whatever. Ooh. Well played. Well, something we also can't change is uh, NXT. NXT uh, taking place takeover. Oh, my 20... God. I would have completely forgotten. Yeah, 25. <laughs> NXT 25. Crazy that it's already up to 25, right? Yeah, but, like, it's not really that crazy because it's only been, like, a few years. Yeah. They're, they're kind of making it, like, well, they are making it, like, UFC. Like, they're going to hit 100 quick. Well, yeah. And and it's also, I mean, it's more like Evolve, I guess. But no, not, yeah. no, 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 it's less like Evolve because Evolve is like every like three shows per weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. NXT with their takeovers is still like, it's like spread out enough to where it's like from 2014 to 2019, there's only 25. Yeah. Well, but NXT TakeOver took place. Um, Do you know who... Uh... One the, predictions. The Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah, I think you you won predictions. Ah, that is correct. Did that you? I correct. mean, you knew that then, right? Of course. No, right? I did not. Oh, well, I thought you knew that because you were like, "Oh, that's correct." <laughs> no, I did not know that, but that's pretty cool. Um, Matt Riddle. Oh well, I guess before NXT, there's a few announcements, right? Meaning what? With uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, yeah, he's cleared for non, what? Uh, Non-physical action or non-contact? I don't don't know what that means. I can't see him taking the ropes. I don't think he'd be taking the ropes or anything like that. So probably just working out, light workouts. Um, Yeah, and then was there any other announcements? Uh, Well, not before the show, but... uh... During the show, they aired a promo for Punishment Martinez debuting soon as Damian Priest. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it kicked off Matt Riddle picking up the victory over Roddy. It's like this was a really good match, and I'm watching this thinking, how was Roderick Strong never in the Bullet Club? I have no idea how he was never a member of Bullet Club. Um. What was he doing? He was Ring of Honor. Yeah. It's crazy. He's like such a good wrestler. Well, was he? Did he ever do a Japan stint? I have no idea. He must have. Um, I mean, I think Fish Japan, and Cole did. 2005, 2013. Yeah. He uh, had Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, Japan? No, I don't think so. Wow. No New Japan for Strong. That's pretty surprising. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought this was a good match. Very technically sound match, too. Very very good opener. I I concur. Up next, you had a ladder match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships. A four-way match. Street Profits picking up the victory, winning the titles over uh, Forgotten Sons. Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. And then the Undisputed, the Undisputed Era... Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly taking some, a bunch of, like, sick Nasty. moves. Yeah. 
And and somehow it was Bobby Fish that seemed to come out with an injury. What's the injury? I don't know. At the end of the event, when he came out, he had the he had his arm in a sling. Ah, that's true. It could be just selling. But this this was such a good match. I'm going to say that for every single match. Every single match was really good. I enjoyed this way more than I enjoyed Double or Nothing. I agree with you. I concur. I, I I did too. And I'm sitting here watching this match, and they're doing like ladder spots that I'm like, why did like these ladder spots make sense? If you rewind to the the to the women's Money in the Bank this year, for me none of the ma- none of the spots made sense. Nah. And every single ladder spot in this match made sense. No, all of them were great spots. I like the ending was really good where uh, Montez came out of nowhere, jumped onto the ladder. And knocked yeah, off, that's, uh, was it Steve this, Cutler? Yeah, but and then we had that spear going through the uh, yeah, through the ladder, ladder for under that the ladder or whatever. Yeah, under under the ladder. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, this I'm really happy to see Street Profits win it. I mean, they deserve it. They've been they at first I didn't really know much of them. After seeing the man evolve, I was just like, wow, these guys. They're also, by the way, not the evolved tag team champions anymore. Oh. Who is? Uh, it was um, Eddie Kingston, I want to say. Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy. They won it back in March. Oh, wow. Yeah. We've been out of the loop, huh? Yeah, big time. I'd say so. So the Street Profits <laughs> held the titles for 138 days. Well, you know, Evolve definitely did. Uh, they used Evolve very well their time over there and i think it's still going to continue with that working relationship with wwe with uh, other other uh, performers as it should i mean who's someone that you would want to see over there well not someone who i i don't know who i i I can't answer that besides randy orton (laughs) and evolve i would (laughs) i don't think i can't see that ever happening me neither but that would be i'd mark out for that (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it, it's really anybody. But they have that that uh, Drew Gulak is facing Matt Riddle, so that's cool. Yeah, that's true. That's being built up pretty well. Yeah, and they did the the angle at an NXT taping or a, a live event. Yeah, that was cool to see that they were incorporating that too. Uh. Back to TakeOver, though. Up next for the North American Championship, Velveteen Dream retains, defeating Tyler Breeze. This was a fun match. The one thing I, my one thing that I was let down by was Velveteen Dream's entrance and attire. I agree with you to a point. It wasn't as, as... Dude, I thought we were going to see, like, full-out, like, Tyler Breeze 2015 look on Velveteen Uh Dream. That Same, like entrance cool. wise and everything, like they were gonna have the selfie stick. Yeah, that none of that happened. And as far that, as Velveteen Dream's gear goes, I don't even like maybe because it's like the it was like it was fully gold. It had black strings on it, mm-hmm. and he was wearing white boots. So maybe it's like NXT colors, but I, I have no idea because normally it ties into like the match or the takeover itself or the the city. Yeah, there was no tie-in, or at least not to the naked eye. 
Right. Like the only thing that I could could have thought was the the black, gold, and and white being NXT colors. Hmm. But maybe this is. It was really good to see Tyler Breeze. Yeah, and the crowd ate him up, and it was just a fun match. I like to see both of them playing to the crowd. Yeah, and your your false finishes towards the end. Uh, Velveteen Dream picking up the victory, though. Yeah, I like the, the he is gorgeous Velveteen chants and stuff. Yeah, it's like it. Guys can go to NXT and be used and be used properly, and they get appreciated. They get a chance to be like seen and and show people what they can do. Yeah. It's, it's it's an amazing it's like thing. A, it's a breath of fresh air getting to see Tyler Breeze because we have. When was the last time we saw him on TV? I back when before Fandango's injury. Uh, no, I think he did one one match or so. No, well there you ha- there you go. Um, next up, you had NXT Women's Title on the line. Shayna Baszler picking the victory over Io Shirai. Uh, I was surprised. But, you know, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Baszler. Yeah. EO got pissed after the match, attacked uh, Shayna. Yeah. Also, the horsewomen came out. Got pretty, uh... And Candice made the save. Yeah, Candice making a save with the chair. But, right? She had a chair. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Chair or kendo stick? Uh... Mm, because EO used that kendo stick. Yeah, could have been a kendo stick, but I kind of remember a chair being in there too. But that's okay. December 17th, we saw Tyler Breeze get an Intercontinental Champion shot uh, against Dean Ambrose and lose. Oh. And then before that, we saw Kevin Owens in September 2018 pin Breeze. And hmm. before that was August, Corbin defeating Breeze. Huh, that stinks. And in July, Mojo defeating Breeze. Nah, a lot of defeats. But someone also that got defeated was Johnny Gargano in the NXT title match where Adam Cole picked up the victory to become the NXT champion. Big uh, title change over there. Are you surprised? Um, I mean, I... We all picked Gargano. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but it's not what I was expecting. I mean, I'm definitely surprised that they gave it so much time. I mean, it went to 32 minutes. That's huge. And it was just, it was, again, this was such a good match. Yeah, they really pulled it through. They were um, doing each other's moves. They, uh, uh, Adam Cole did the Panama Sunrise, I think, off of the the apron outside. Yeah. It was it was really good. I I agree with you. I think I it was. Concur. I concur. I concur. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's NXT. But let's get on to some Monday Night Raw. Mm. Roman Reigns came out for his match, but Shane O'Mac came out as well, cutting a promo about Super Showdown and said that he's going to make Roman Reigns tap out for the first time in his career. 
And I feel like Roman Reigns has typed out before, though. I don't know about that. Really? And he says he's... that, and Shane said that he doesn't have to break the hold even after Roman Reigns passes out because he's the boss. Uh... And then McIntyre came out and spoke about stomping grounds because that's a pay-per-view, apparently. In Reigns two, had two to weeks. Up. No, I'm sure they wouldn't have said it if that if it wasn't a thing. I don't know. It's Roman Reigns, dude. They're, who would he have tapped out to? I don't know. Brock Lesnar? No. But McIntyre was saying that they don't need to they don't need partners. They'll just go down to the ring and, and beat up Roman Reigns themselves. And then the revival attacked Roman Reigns from behind. Usos made the save, which I really we just need a corporation, I think. It's only a matter of time. I at least I hope so. And it's like they could just be on both brands. Yeah, why not? If you're corporate, you can be on any brand you want. But uh, as far as the match goes, McIntyre and Revival picked up the victory over Roman Reigns and the Usos, um, which I was kind of confused at first as to why Revival was in this instead of like Elias and Lashley or someone else. Uh huh. But I had completely forgotten that the Usos were like feuding with them for weeks. It's forgettable. I mean, it started over icy hot. Yeah. And they're like, they didn't do enough to keep us like, oh, they're feuding with like the, the barbecue thing that they had. Yeah. Because it turned into an R-Truth segment rather than a Uso versus Revival segment. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought the end of this match was really good. Revival hit the Shatter Machine on Jimmy outside of the ring. McIntyre hit the Claymore on Jay. And then they took out Roman Reigns. Shane hits a spear. Looks incredible not the spear itself just like the <laughs> the overallness of the segment yeah i thought it was cool up next Miz tv with seth rollins uh before this they showed matthew mcconaughey and lance armstrong in the the crowd so Miz open with the all right all right all right such a random pairing no well i guess they're both they're probably both from austin or live in austin or whatever uh-huh. Maybe they just, maybe, I don't know, maybe they were friends. Maybe they were just chilling at Monday Night Raw. McConaughey well, grew up uh, as a wrestling fan. Going his to, shirt. What? Oh, that his shirt. shirt. Yeah, his shirt had like Lucha. Right. Mass superstars on it. But yeah, McConaughey, I believe, grew up in Texas going to wrestling shows as a kid. That's pretty cool. I don't remember where I was listening to him. I don't know. It might have been like Jimmy Fallon or something, but I remember him telling a story about getting kicked out, I think, of a wrestling event once because what had happened? Something with like a heel. He like he was being a mark, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and something. I don't know. I forget what the story was, but it was cool mm. to see him on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, uh, I was I was surprised that uh to see Lance Armstrong. I mean, he's a pretty big, like, I mean, they, both of them are a huge uh, Matthew celebrity. McConaughey is way more bigger yeah, of a name than Lance Armstrong. They're both big celebrities. Lance Armstrong, I believe, is in the famous Armstrong clan. Oh, that's a joke. He's not, that's where he, uh, he's not in Road Dogg's family. <laughs> yeah, but even still, I mean, yeah, I know there's everything that he went through with the steroids, but 
he's still a, a phenomenal athlete and has a lot of claims. So I'm surprised to see him there. And then McConaughey is just, it's just a random pairing together. Dude, if I was like a super famous celebrity, I would definitely 100% be taking advantage of like, hey, can I sit front row? Do you think they stayed there the entire event, front row? I, I do think so. Ah. I don't think that's one of those like things where like, oh, it's so-and-so is on the TV for NXT TakeOver, like Stephanie was shown or whatever. Yeah. I don't think Stephanie sat out there for the whole match or any of the match, maybe. They, <laughs> used, to, like... they used to have that where like people would come out and sit out for like the full match or, or two matches or so. But as of like more and more TakeOvers that I've gone to, or the past like two or three... They just, like, come out and leave for the most part. Well, something that they definitely did not leave during was Ms. TV. Ms. TV with his guest, Roman Reigns. Yeah, Rollins came out saying, let's get weird. And the crowd, I they didn't even pop. No, right? Yeah, not Reigns, Rollins. I thought, I thought for sure if when he had said, let's get weird or whatever, that they would have popped because that's the city's slogan. Yeah. But they just, like... It was just like, yeah. No sold. Yeah. It's as if he didn't even say that. I was like, like yeah, hello, tar- does Austin, do you know your slogan? They totally Charlotte flared it. <laughs> but eventually they showed Brock Lesnar and Paul arriving, but nothing happened. It kind of fell, fell short for me, but. Yeah. I mean, we should, I guess, reiterate that and remind people that this was the money run that they were saying that Lesnar was going to cash in. Which, yeah, but after we recorded they Stephanie McMahon took to Twitter to to say that because of Brock Lesnar's actions on Monday Night Raw last week, there she's gonna take actions or whatever against him for for making a joke of the contract and not letting us know when he's gonna cash in. Even though the Money in the Bank contracts is like you cash in whenever you want to cash in, you don't have to announce it. Yeah, really stupid. To which Paul Heyman took to Twitter and said, Brock will be there on Monday. Brock will cash in on Monday. And then they, they, they he shows up, and that was the end of that segment for then. Which, by the way, he shows up without the boombox. It's just the standard briefcase again. I know. The one thing it. that was like, oh my God, I want to see more and more of Lesnar on my TV right now, they did away with. I know. He still, I know. He still was carrying it like the, the boom box and everything. I don't know. Maybe they left it somewhere. Maybe it stopped working. I have no idea. Yeah, but even still, I mean, come Matthew on. Matthew McConaughey was the star of that uh, segment for me. <laughs> but uh, I should say Matthew McConaughey's shirt, not him. Yeah, the shirt. But yeah. up, up next, you had Lucha House Party come out, and they had a brawl with Lars Sullivan where Lars Sullivan backed off. I hate that. It's like, but that, that, I mean, you see something like that and it's like, oh, they're, I don't think Lucha House Party is going to win. Yeah. Like Lars Sullivan backed off. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they will win. I, that would be just stupid. I mean, you're building up. I don't understand why they're building them up to be competitive against him. Potentially. We know it's going to be a squash. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. It better be a squash. <laughs> yeah, it probably won't be. I know. Well, it I probably mean, won't be. They'll, they'll, they'll get a few. It, it's gonna probably be. They're gonna get a lot of triple team moves, double team moves, and then once he's able to separate the three of them, then he's gonna get advantage and win. 
Yeah, well, because I mean, it's the the as big as or bigger than WrestleMania, so there. It's I'm, I don't know how many hours it's going to be. Yeah, but we already have at least ten matches mm-hmm. announced. So, so many. Yeah, but uh, up next, Becky Lynch came out cutting a promo about Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans comes out, speaks about Money in the Bank, and promised Becky no belts. Ooh, clever. And then Charlotte came out. And ruined the segment. I was getting really annoyed because it's like, why do you choose to stay with the same feud and not bring in another superstar to, to build up for a title shot? Yeah. And to top it off, the end of the segment. The segment ends with Lacey Evans hitting her finisher, the woman's right, on Charlotte Flair, and it had zero effect. She she went into the ropes, went to there, dropped to her knees. And then she was perfectly but, fine for a match. Yeah, no sold it. How does that make sense? This is the same move that, if I'm not mistaken, it, it knocked out Becky knocked Becky out Lynch. Becky Lynch. The man. It makes no sense. Charlotte just like, oh, and like fell into the ropes. And, that was, and then she was good for the match. She, there was no like, there was nothing like, oh, I'm too hurt or, oh. I can't do this match against Lacey Evans. It was just like, oh, that didn't affect me at all. Yeah. I, okay. And then Charlotte went on to defeat Lacey Evans by disqualification because Becky Lynch got involved and uh, attacked both of them. But I thought it was a very bad match. I thought, it was, I thought it was a bad promo followed by a bad match to where I might even say that I thought this was the worst match in WWE in 2019 that I've seen so far. Ooh, wow. What name another match that was ba- worse than this? I It was like they were can't. both it, it literally to me it looked like they were both trying to shoot on each other, but it just like they weren't doing anything. Yeah. It, look, it if I could compare this match to another match, it would be Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Matt Bourne. From that PWS show from like years ago, where wow. they both legit started like shooting on each other. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. That's pretty bad. I don't know if anyone else feels like that. I don't know if anyone like could compare that to that, but I don't know. I for me, it was just very. It was not good. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Up next, Rey Mysterio relinquished the United States Championship to Samoa Joe. And then Samoa Joe choked him out. Well, that's like, I mean, first he was talking. He was going to do it fine. But then Joe interrupted him. And he's like, yo, let me uh, let me finish what I'm about to say. And then he goes ahead and drops it to him. Only to lead to Joe still choking him out. Which doesn't make sense. Like, if Rey Mysterio is, like, good enough to do that, is he actually injured? Yeah, I was surprised that he got involved in that manner. Or if, or is it, like, literally, did they just take the title off of him because of how messed up that ending was? The ending was so goofy I, that they had to, like, take it off of him or something. It's a bittersweet, like, silver lining kind of a deal where... Rey Mysterio um, is still a Grand Slam champion, I guess. Yeah, like, you get that... Yeah, and I, I just hate that. It's, it's, it's like tough. it's I, tough to acknowledge Rey Mysterio as champion when all of that he didn't defend it. He didn't do nothing. Happened. He just he had a botched ending. Yeah, I hated that. And uh, and then Samoa Joe just gets the title back. There's no match, though nothing. 
Well, I'm kind of okay with that, that there was no match, no nothing. If, if, that dude, if he could have given the title to anyone, why would you give it to Samoa Joe? Because it's Rey Mysterio. He's a man of his word. You, and... give, it, you give it to your son, man. <laughs> dude, he mentioned that Dominic is training. I thought for sure we were going to see Dominic in that segment. Did you? Why would you mention that my son is training to be a superstar? If like, I think just a tease. Maybe next week we're going to see Joe versus Dominic. Ooh, Maybe one one week in 2019 we're going to see Dominic wrestle in WWE. I have no idea. I, don't know. I think Ray Mysterio was just trying to do the right thing. Plus, he's face and stuff. He knows what happened. He knows his shoulders weren't on the mat. I mean, they acknowledged it on that, WWE. That's not, that's not why he's relinquishing, though. He's because he's injured. Yeah, because but of the shoulder. Speaking of wrestling, up next they had an arm wrestling match, which Michael Cole reminded us that we had not seen a an arm wrestling challenge on Monday Night Raw in like five years or whatever. And it's like, don't no remind way. us of something like that. He might no have said way. three years, I'm not sure. But it was between uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Braun Strowman is sitting there struggling his ass off. Bobby Lashley cheats twice. Twice. Which he should have just been disqualified. Makes no sense why he wasn't DQ'd from the start. Mm -hmm. And then after Braun Strowman, who flipped a truck, struggles. Almost has his hand down and then boom, slams Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley goes over and throws the the chalk into Braun Strowman's eyes. This is your build up to your big match that you want to have between Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. Terrible segment. I I thought it was bad, but it wasn't. It was a terrible segment. Nah, it was very predictable. How, how was you tell me? How was Bobby Lashley not DQ'd twice? Yeah, no, that I think. Tell me how just... how was Braun Strowman, who like I said, flipped a truck, flipped an ambulance, flipped a car. Yeah. How, how that makes no sense. It flipped doesn't... a limo, maybe. I don't even remember what happened with that Vince limo, but. <laughs> How, you you show me Bobby Lashley flip an ambulance, and then I can believe that that Braun Strowman struggled. Yeah, up I don't next, think we'll be able to. Up next, we saw Nikki Cross with Alexa Bliss defeating Peyton Royce, uh, which stems from earlier in the night. The Iconics were backstage putting Nikki Cross down, and Alexa Bliss came in, stood up for Nikki Cross, which is kind of a weird segment. But, yeah, but this was their exit was great. The iconics backstage. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, what? They, they did they did the pretty much double Dalton Castle Peacock. You know what it reminds me of? It huh. reminds me of Hurricane when he used to exit. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Like when they exited like that, I was like, Whoosh. yeah, it's very Hurricane-ish. Yeah. I, I hope that they maintain that. Well, I think they, they do. They, I mean, because they do the whole iconic pose. Yeah, they are entertaining. And uh, during the match, Alexa Bliss had a coffee delivered to her, uh, which Peyton Royce kicked. Because Alexa Bliss flicked coffee at Peyton Royce for some reason. So messed up. So Peyton Royce kicks the cup. Or mug, I should say. And then Billy Kay pushes her into the coffee. Mm -hmm. Alexa Bliss was wearing white pants. She gets up. She's got brown stains everywhere. I'm sure Vince was loving that. 
I what I didn't I was confused because at first she, I don't like that she was acting sad. Well, I don't think it's. it's at first, she was acting sad. I don't know if it's sad to, or if it's. It, I, well, I guess you she could was say acting sad. like she. Yeah, she was acting like she was ready to cry. She. They're it, trying. They, I don't, they were it's, trying it's, to, it's like she's getting bullied. Exactly, they're trying to separate us from viewing. Uh, what's her face, Alexa Bliss, as a bully because we all know that she. It, I mean, come on. Uh, her Alexa Bliss is the female Kevin Owens. Yeah, but then look at her feud with Nia Jax. I mean, she is a bully. Female Kevin Owens. But then they're doing this so this way they could put her with Nikki Cross and make it like she's been bullied too. And that's what I don't get. What? What? Why we have to view her as being a being bullied too instead of her being a the bully? I mean, it could always be she could be the bully that comes around and understands and stuff where Nikki Cross is coming from instead of her being bullied herself. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, next up, you had another uh, near cash-in moment. Yeah, Rollins called out Brock Lesnar, but Baron Corbin showed up instead, beat him down. Lesnar's music hit during that, which was teased. Didn't come out until after Corbin hit the end of days. Which was awesome. I loved it. Brock comes out with a chair. Low blows Seth Rollins, which is a throwback to WrestleMania. Loved it. Or whatever it was. Yeah, you're you're um Yeah, you're correct, I believe. And then he beat the heck out of Seth with the chair. He busted him open on his back. Yeah. And then he oh. never cashed in. <laughs> yeah. Paul Heyman was like pleading with him to cash in. Cash in. They even came out with the referee and Brock's like no Friday Friday getting down on Friday which even still I don't buy that Lesnar's gonna cash in on Friday I kind of hope not well I don't kind of hope not I hope not period yeah I really I hope don't, I don't want that to happen but also in this segment when Seth was being loaded onto the stretcher and into the ambulance yet Becky Lynch Going to the hospital with that, which with him, which I I don't understand. Like I, it's like they're they had they showed them in like a documentary or whatever, a twenty four seven thing, and they, they confirmed it on WWE.com, But they're not an on screen relationship. I I kind of they're not. I mean, we've also we've had it doesn't add, bring up. It doesn't add to the story or anything. They're not an on-screen relationship. They're just no. I do. I if you, if you, in order to know that they're in a relationship with each other, you have to be on the internet. You have to be on WWE Network. You have to be on WWE.com, which they want you to be. But well, you, also, but, you don't but know also, that. we've had. But also, we've had wrestlers in the past make mention of it, and they've uh, confirmed on through Twitter, which you said already, right? But, yeah, but we've had people in promos bring it up. But they themselves are not an on-screen. Like, it's different. Like, if, if it was, like, Miz and Maurice. I, I don't think that. Been, I think, or, like, I, John Cena and Nikki Bella when they were on-screen together. I don't know. Just because they appeared backstage together, I don't I don't think that it's stupid. I think that it's, it's good TV. It I shows that, know. oh, she is there. Or, I mean, if if she if, was not dude, there. if they were going to do that, she should have gone up to Lesnar. Be the man. Beat down Lesnar. That would be interesting if she goes up to Lesnar and be like, 
hey, you did this to my guy, and I'm going to do this to you. That would be interesting. Definitely don't see that happening. Then she gets hit with the F5 because it's Brock Lesnar. (laughs) Up next, we have the Firefly Funhouse. Ooh, this was a special fun one. Um, I think you and Chris might have enjoyed this more than me. I loved it. Well, he, uh, the whole thing, they had like the Wyatt Gym, which they're now selling the shirts on, WWE Shop. But it, to me, honestly, it reminded me of the Exer guys. Okay. I could see that. He spoke to a pig puppet named Huskus. Which is definitely like, it's, I mean, it's clearly that he's talking to a uh, a younger version of himself. Because the boss, which I'm calling Vince McMuppet, came in (laughs) and almost fired them. And he goes, no, no, no. I can change or whatever. But like I said the other week, I don't know how this is going to translate into wrestling. I don't know how it's going to translate to wrestling either, and I kind of don't want it to. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm like, total, I'm totally content with just these promos. Like, once we get a match out of it, I'm going to be like, oh, it's like I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm. It wasn't like a bad. I didn't. I didn't dislike the promo. I just, at this point, I don't get it. Maybe. Uh. I think it's just showing that he is so out there. Um, And this is a side of Brie that we haven't seen on TV before. That exercising and stuff like that. Like, that video was so bizarre and hilarious and out there. We Like, it was a comedic uh, segment with that. I I thought it was great. Is this the lake of, of reincarnation or whatever? Well, he did. He did end up in there, yeah. Maybe, but next up, I'm sorry, Randy Orton. You had Triple H and Randy Orton. Yeah, I sorry. kid you not. Cut a promo about testicles. <laughs> no joke. That their promo was all about testicles. Let that sink in. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, not. I'm. I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to it. The main event of SmackDown of Monday Night Raw, I mean, was Ricochet defeating Cesaro, which is well deserving to be a main event. Another really good match between the two, which I'm assuming it's not gonna head in the direction of the bar. Oh, you mean with, like, Cesaro and Ricochet teaming? Yeah. I assume it's not going to be there. Cesaro attacked Ricochet after the match. Yeah, I can't see that. Ricochet, dude, Ricochet hit one of, like, those tornado, like, Hurricane Rana things that I have never seen, like, the transition before midair was incredible. Yeah, he's, the stuff that he's doing is fantastic. Um, But, yeah, after the match, Cesaro was attacking. Ricochet went to go pull a table out from under the ring. Which R-Truth was on, like Aleister Black, when he uh, makes his entrance, when he ever wrestles. I burst out loud. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious, yeah. I couldn't stop laughing out loud at this segment, especially when him and Cesaro catch eyes together. It's it's classic. It's like such great TV right there. Yeah, R-Truth is the perfect person to hold this title. 
I agree. I this is a, like which we didn't even mention uh, during the weekend. Jinder Mahal became twenty four seven champion. He pinned on the golf course with a schoolboy. Which again, like I don't get. Everyone, yeah, everything is schoolboy. School yeah, come up with something else. Everything is a schoolboy. I I still stand by my statement. I really do like this title. I liked was this was this when uh, Drake Maverick got into the ring on Raw and Carmella hit him with a super kick, or was that SmackDown? I think I, it was on was, Raw. Yeah, that was Raw. And then the, the flyers went flying everywhere. I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah, because Drake Maverick's posting them all up, uh, like pretty much wanted uh, uh, posters. But yeah. Um, and then to close Monday Night Raw, you had The Undertaker come out, speak about Goldberg. They cut him off. Yeah, you, you're like, you notice the timer, you're like, okay, how long is this going to go for? He, and he then gets you, in, Goldberg, you're next. And then they cut it off. You don't hear the crowd's reaction. No. And literally after that, all he goes is, you'll rest in peace or something. They couldn't let Monday Night Raw go two minutes over? Network. How did. do you cut off the Undertaker, dude? Forget about network. network. Somebody, they used to go, some, dude. They used to go like thirty minutes over. Somebody really messed you, up dude, on you, this. You missed the crowd pop. Who who do you think went over on this? I have no idea. You know, I wonder if it was Triple H that went over Triple H and Orton. I mean, I can't really think of anybody else that, but. Yeah, somebody went over and it ended up, unfortunately, the person that uh, got cut was Undertaker. Which makes no sense. I thought for sure they'd let it go over a little bit. That's why I, That's why maybe you need back the, the uh, five more minutes. Yeah. But it's so, I think it's really crazy how a professional uh, company like that isn't on top of their timing where it does something like that. I mean, it and happened. Then, at, and then they have the nerve. They, they release a, Oh, here's what you didn't say. Well, here's what you didn't see. And it's like Goldberg, you're next. You will rest in peace. <laughs> he had like, literally it was like one more line and they cut it off. I mean, who like, even with, uh, all, all in, that's what pr- pretty much happened with the young bucks where they were really short on time right at the end. Because the match went on over. Yeah. But that was their first time producing and everything. This is a professional show that's been on for for years. You'd think that they would know how to stay on top of the time. But, all right, so that's Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about SmackDown. SmackDown kicking off with your WWE champion, Kofi Kingston. Yeah, talking about uh, returning home to Ghana. And then Dolph Ziggler came out and cut him off. They played a bunch of uh, videos during this segment. Yeah, showing uh, showing uh, Kofi and Ghana, like you may mention. Which was annoying how many times, because it wasn't just then. They showed it when they, they did a Ziggler hype package. They did a Ziggler relinquishing the U.S. championship video. Yeah. So, But I, I liked Kofi. But it still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that was Re- yeah. relinquish the championship just to go after the championship. Yeah, but I, I liked Kofi Kingston bringing up the past. Oh, no, it was the tag team. Sorry, he brought up uh, the tag team. Right? Didn't Ziggler 
dropped that and then ended up going to the tag team with, oh, with Drew McIntyre. Right? Maybe. And then he went back to U.S. Something like that. But yeah, but Kofi brought up how it was Ziggler that defeated Kofi for the IC title for his first time. And it was Kofi that that Ziggler defeated for the U.S. title as well. Huh. So, Dolph Ziggler's never been WWE champion, I don't think. I think he's just been world heavyweight champion. Hmm. Which I still, I don't know. What's more prestigious? Well, WWE, it's got the longer lineage. Okay. Gotcha. But uh, the first match of SmackDown, we saw New Day teaming up to take on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Which I think is like the worst spot for Kevin Owens. Because there's no promos for him here. Mm-hmm. Or, or Zayn, for that matter. It, and it's it's like, it's not a feud. It's just, it's just a match. Yeah. It means nothing. It, there, there's nothing. It's nothing. It's, there's nothing of substance for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn here. They're just literally wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then Kofi getting hit with the Trouble in Paradise for the... I mean, hits no, the par- Trouble in Paradise on Sami Zayn, yeah. Which, afterwards, the referee spent way too much time trying to hold up Kofi Kingston's hand to not think Dolph Ziggler was about to come out yeah. to attack them. Which he then does. Hits hits Kofi with a super kick and then hits uh, Xavier Woods with a super kick. Super kick! Up next, you had a moment of bliss, uh, making use of the wild card usage or whatever, uh, with Bailey, uh, where they spoke about her defending the title. Bliss basically challenged Bailey. Carmella came out, made Bliss wasn't wrong about Bailey though. In regards to what? In regards to her, uh, like she's just a paper champion. Why? Uh, I think just because I'm not a fan of Bailey. Bailey used the money in the bank contract and and cashed in and successfully won. Yeah, yeah, but is she gonna put butts in the seats? I don't know. She she could. I don't know. I'd go to see Bailey wrestle. Would you? Yeah, I'm a fan of Bailey. But, <laughs> but Carmella came out corrupted. and made claims to being the next uh, challenger, as did Charlotte Flair. No. I don't understand why you're going to have Charlotte Flair feuding on, on Raw, even though she's a SmackDown superstar. I just, I don't get it. Your guess is as good as mine. And then I don't get why she'd have, why would you have her in both segments? It doesn't make sense. Why is she feuding for both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships? I got nothing for that. So yeah, yeah so that sets up that sets up a match for later on. But uh, backstage, you had our truth on the uh, or not on the phone, but expecting a phone call on Carmella's phone from Shane, <laughs> and Shane informs him that he had a matchup next. I thought it was a funny segment. Yeah, but that leads into Elias defeating our truth in a lumberjack match for the twenty four seven championship where. During the match, nobody, none of the participants could could win the 24-7 championship. It was just Elias and, and R-Truth. Mm-hmm. But after the match, all the Lumberjacks started fighting. 
Uh, clearly build for the battle royal on Friday. Yeah. Uh, Elias escaped, and our truth escaped. They bumped into each other, and Elias went under the under the ring, and our truth went under the ring, and our truth won the title under the ring, which I thought was hilarious. I think that I think that that's so awesome. Um, I, I was surprised that we didn't hear the count, though. Really? No, we definitely heard the count because Did that's we? how that's how I knew he won. Okay. Because he's on, he's under the ring, you hear... And I was like, oh, hell yeah, R-Truth just right, won what, under the ring. I, I I thought we did, but I wasn't too sure, so I'm, I'm happy you confirmed that for me. Uh, something that kind of irks me here, though, is that there were at least 11 people from Monday Night Raw on SmackDown. Wildcard much? Like, there's supposed to be four, but literally there was at least 11 people. Yeah, I, I don't think know the, if the it's... 24, the 24 hour rule uh, title, everybody in that division, which is everyone, is. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to go by the wild card rule. Is that, that. I mean, they didn't tell us that, but that's what we have to assume. Yeah, I love the. every. I mean, it's nice to see everybody getting action, especially Maverick in this. It sucks Matt Hardy's, like, where he is, though. Yeah. Because up until Jeff Hardy getting injured, we saw him, like, bringing back gear from the past and everything. And here, now he's just like, oh, I'm just going to chill with a ponytail and just run. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. But up next, Aleister Black had another promo, and it was about him waiting for somebody to challenge him. Uh, and I think these promos are kind of like dumb because he should just be wrestling on SmackDown. But then again, so should people like where's Buddy Murphy? Buddy Murphy. Where's Rusev? Where's Nakamura? Yeah, Rusev Nakamura connection really fell flat. And Buddy Murphy, when we had that promo uh, on SmackDown, but nothing's uh, really the, come of it. I think they're. I think Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy have been working each other on live events. Like I'm not positive. That would be a good match. Uh, but And then moving over to the women's division, where is Kyrie Sane? Where's Asuka? Where's Lana? Where's Naomi? Why Why would Naomi not want claims to the championship on SmackDown? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Naomi's on Raw now. I forgot. No. Nah. Well, there you go. <laughs> I completely forgot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she got drafted. But, like... She got moved. And like the, it sucks that there's like there's no tag team division. You have the iconics, the tag team champions, wrestling a thrown together team of Nikki Cross and Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. or Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. But up next, you had Shane McMahon with the revival, uh, cutting a promo, following in Triple H and Randy Orton's footsteps. Shane's promo was all about balls. <laughs> Like, I don't, what? (laughs) And then Roman Reigns came out and took out the revival and McIntyre blindsided Roman Reigns, hits him with the Claymore. And then he took Roman Reigns into the ring for Shane to hit a spear again. I I like this little setup. I was a fan of it. Were you? Yeah. The corporation, you know, because that's what they should be called. 
Up next, you had Alexa Bliss, Monday Night Raw superstar. Alexa Bliss picking up the victory over Carmella and Charlotte Flair. Thanks to uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, who came out and pulled on Carmella's leg, distracting her uh, to, to not get the pin. And then Alexa Bliss was able to hit the DDT on Carmella to win. Yeah. But... Uh, which I'm like, I'm so happy that it was Bliss, and I would have been happy that Carmella won. Uh, and I'm just like, as long as it's not Flair. Yeah, no, can't stand Flair. But it's like what I said with Flair earlier in the night. It's like I don't know why a, a Raw superstars on or a SmackDown superstars on Raw feuding with a Raw superstar, whereas here it's a, a Raw superstar on SmackDown feuding with a SmackDown superstar. Yeah. But as long as it's not Flair in the title match, I'm good. Hey, I'm I'm open to everything except for Flair in the title. Up next, you had Lars Sullivan giving an interview in the ring with Caleb Braxton, which he uh, admits he's a freak and accepts it, whatever. He was talking about, like, oh, people use words and they shouldn't or something like that. Yeah. It was kind of ironic, but... Uh, yes. Yeah, so that's the end of that. Uh, up next, we were supposed to see Andrade Cien Almas taking on Apollo Cruz, who I don't even know is if he if he's had a match on SmackDown since the draft. Um, I can't recall. He has to have. But Almas uh, attacked him before the bell. Finn Balor tried to make the save, but got hit with that DDT of Almas's. So, Which I love. That's I'm my assuming. favorite move. And, and also, they announced it's going to be the Demon at Super Showdown. So, Which, I mean, I guess money could buy everything, though, right? Money buys the Demon? Yeah, money buys the Demon. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the, the close SmackDown, you have Goldberg come out. Talk about, uh, well, first of all, Undertaker on Monday Night Raw also said more than just you're next. He said he wants the, like, the monster Bill Goldberg or whatever, like, the, the mythical Bill Goldberg. Yeah, not, not the not family the man. There, yeah, with his family. Goldberg and, comes out, cuts a promo about not being a family man because he's not going to be able to take on Undertaker or whatever. And ends the segment with greeting little kids and, and people like that. <laughs> Being all happy and cheerful with little children, but he's not the family guy. He's the mythical creature, the the hundred sixty whatever winning streak. Yeah. But I mean, let's not. Undertaker showed up too. Yeah, he played some mind games with him. Yeah, lights lights went off, and everybody cheered, and the lights went back on. Goldberg's looking at the screen. Undertaker's right behind him. He turns around laughing. Lights go off. Let's go back on. Undertaker's gone. I really, I dislike the fact that they're using that old picture still of Bill Goldberg. What about the fact that Kevin Owens called him out for it, saying that he wishes that he had the, uh, oh, that they had a nice, um, what is it, uh, the um, the men, the dying of the beard? What is it called? Hair dye? Just for men. Oh. Yeah, that he called them totally out for it for photoshopping the, Goldberg's beard it's being a little bit more dark. I saw Matt Riddle's blocked by Goldberg. What do you mean? Uh, he's tweeted something about wanting to... I don't know. What did he say? Can't wait to see you lose or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. 
Let's but, see. Matt Riddle. Goldberg. Um, I, I don't know. I can't find it right now. That's all right. What do you say? Do you want to take a break or keep on rolling? Um, I think we should just keep on rolling, partner. Keep on rolling. All right. Well, let's talk about some outside the ring news. Which is really not much. Yeah, well, we got a new champion over in uh, New Japan. John Moxley picking up the victory over Juice Robinson at a best of the Super Juniors finals at uh, Royal Goku Koku Gihan Hall in Tokyo on Wednesday to win the New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP US Championship. Um, Which... Uh... Juice Robinson no longer has his dreadlocks. Awful decision. Uh, and John John Moxley, I almost said Dean Ambrose. John John Morrison. John Moxley uh, came out had the shield entrance. Uh, but he has a new finisher. It's an elevated double arm DDT, which I'm not sure if they're calling the death, whatever. So it's off of the uh, turnbuckle. No, it's an elevated like it like it. He lifts him up. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Which is a really cool uh, finisher. Uh, and he's also not wearing the same gear he wore at, at Double or Nothing. He's wearing, like, it's weird. When, when a wrestler goes over to Japan, it's like they changed your gear. He's wearing wrestling shoes like mm-hmm. you would on the, in a wrestling match, like a real wrestling match. Yeah. He's wearing uh, the biker trunks. It's an interesting uh, attire switch for Moxley. I'm I'm open to it. I mean, I still have to see an image. I still have to see video of it, but I'm totally open to a switch like that. Yeah. Maybe maybe Juice Robinson's coming to WWE. Uh, there was that rumor. Yeah. There was that rumor. What else do we have? <laughs> Nothing. Hmm. We have the Super Showdown. Oh, predictions or no? Yeah. We're not getting paid enough for that. Oh, Yeah, right. why not? WWE Super Showdown taking place this Friday in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia at the King Abdullah International Stadium. Uh, they have a kickoff show match. I believe kickoff is Usos versus Revival. Um... Chris went with the Usos. Can you maybe gonna... can you maybe like jot these down? Oh, I see how it is. Um, sure. You don't have to jot down Chris's right now. You could just jot down ours. Okay, I'm gonna go Usos too. Did I say Usos? Oh no, Chris did. <laughs> uh yeah, I think Usos would make sense. All right. Keep uh, on going. I don't, I'm not going to pull up the matches. Three-on-one handicap match. Lars Sullivan versus Lucha House Party. Chris picks uh, Lars Sullivan. Um, it's hard. Yeah, I'm just going to pick Lars as well. Yeah, across the board. Let's see. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Braun. Um... Yeah, are these just going to be like the same predictions? Chris also picked Braun. I'm going to pick Braun. Yeah, it's very possible. 
Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm going with Shane. Chris pick Reigns. Mm, I'll go with the Reigns. I'll go with Reigns. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, we have Finn Balor defending the title against Andrade. I am going to say Finn Balor. Chris says Finn Balor. I'm going to go with Finn Balor. Uh, this could probably be an event where you and Chris both go. Well, no, because there's that 50-man battle royal. Uh-huh. Uh, Triple H versus Randy Orton. I'm going to see, I don't know. Chris picked Triple H. I, th- I'm gonna say Randy Orton. I'm gonna go Triple H. It's not like the career's on the line or anything. No. You're going Randy Orton, okay? Uh, Undertaker versus Goldberg for the first time ever in a one versus one match because they faced off each other in a Royal Rumble in 2017, I believe. Ah, uh, that was a stare down. Okay. I'm gonna. S- don't want to see a Goldberg. I'm gonna go with Undertaker. I'm going Undertaker. I would just like feel like ugh, like how did ugh, how did Goldberg do that? Yeah, but yeah, Chris, Chris, goes, with? Chris goes with Taker as well. All right, so we we're really uh, going I'm all the one. On this. I mean, I'm changing. I'm switching it up a lot. I think. Yeah. Well, majority of it, but well, no, not a majority of it. A little bit. For the Universal Championship, you have Seth Rollins defending the title against Baron Corbin with the possibility of Brock Lesnar cashing in. I am going to say Seth Rollins, and I don't think Brock is going to cash in. Hmm. Chris Uh, says Seth Rollins as well. Yeah, I'm going to follow suit with Rollins. For the WWE Championship, we have Kofi Kingston defending that title against Dolph Ziggler. I think across the board, it's going to be Kofi Kingston for us. Yeah, no doubt. The the one that's going to be very difficult to pick a winner here is a 50-man battle royal. I don't think there there's no like... Mm. Chris, interestingly, picks Matt Riddle. Huh. Who do we know that's in it so far? I don't... They. I don't know if... They, I mean, I know the club are in it, but I don't think they announce, like, people. Hmm. And it's like, if this was in America, I would be like, oh, hell yeah, like, Johnny Gargano just lost the NXT Championship. He's He would be a great person to... To win, but I don't see that happening. Hmm. I'm going to go with... Is Baron Corbin in it? Baron Corbin's facing Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Hmm. It, it could... I mean, it could be Bray Wyatt. Although I hope it's not. No. I don't think it's going to be Bray... It could be Drew McIntyre, unless he's not doing the event. It could be Elias. Hmm. What are you going to go with? Um. I'm. You know what? I'm just going to Drew, say Drew Drew's Mac- a good pick. I'm going to say McIntyre. Yeah, Drew's a good pick. 
Um, By the way, Robert Root has a goatee now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with McIntyre, too. And then there's uh, rumors that they're trying to get this match booked and that they flew them over to Saudi Arabia. I don't know how uh, true those rumors are, but uh, we might be seeing Alexa Bliss versus Natalia. That would be huge. Which, if that happens, I would... I don't know. I... Do I say Natty? I'm going to go with Bliss. Or would that, that would hurt Bliss if, I mean, she's going to be facing Bailey, so. Yeah, I'm going Bliss. Where are you going? Um. Well, Chris didn't pick, so it's not like. I'm going to say Chris goes with Bliss. I don't know. I don't know who to pick. Well, what is Natalia doing right now? Nothing, but that's the thing. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss if that's a thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's a thing. I, I mean, we don't know if that's a thing. Eh, it could be a it thing. It most likely isn't a thing because of how Saudi Arabia is. Meh. But those are our predictions for uh, Super Showdown. Moving on to some shameless plugs. Shameless Plugs. That's right. It is time for Shameless Plugs. Go give a follow to Meat Sauce Media. They are a really awesome, awesome company, and they produce full-service media uh, for wrestlers. You can go check them out on Twitter, at Meat Sauce M, and you can go check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and their .com. All of them are Meat Sauce Media. They actually did the Young Bucks theme song, the most recent theme song, which I love. Super Kick Prate! Come on, you know you love it. And then Awesome Kong's new uh, theme song, which she used at, which she debuted at uh, AEW. They did both of their theme songs, and there's so much more in the works. Make sure you stay up to date with everything that's taking place with them. So that's right, at Meat Sauce M on Twitter and MeatSauceMedia.com. Also, on June 12th in Los Angeles, make sure that you check out Bar Wrestling. Give them a follow on Twitter, at Bar Wrestling. You're going to see so many of your favorite wrestlers in action. Tyler Bateman, Jake Atlas, uh, Joey Ryan, Heather Monroe, Luchasaurus, Scorpio Sky, and so many more. Doomfly, Sunny Kiss. Go check them out, Bar Wrestling, at Bar Wrestling on Twitter. Also taking place on June 9th, A Matter of Pride Wrestling. Uh, it's going to be taking place in Providence, Rhode Island. And you're going to be seeing Rick Cataldo taking on Molina. And so many more are going to be in action. So make sure you check out A Matter of Pride. Follow me on Twitter at LGBTQ Wrestling. Hey, Brandon, do you have any shout outs? iTunes getting the first shout out. Uh, there were rumors of iTunes being shut down that started last week. Yeah, you got nervous on this one. Uh, and but I they I don't I don't know what's fully going on because they they announced that 
they're going to be splitting it down into three different apps. One for music, one for movies and TV, and then one for podcasts. So I assume we're going to be moving to Apple Podcasts. Nice. They we're going to be making our debut. They haven't told us. I don't know. And I, that's what I don't know what's going on with iTunes. I, I, it's like, I don't know if that's just to be called Apple Music from now on or whatever. If we're going to need like subscriptions to use iTunes, I don't understand. Like, is the desktop app not going to be a thing anymore? And so many questions left unanswered right now. Yeah. It's like iTunes. I, I cannot live without my iTunes. There's no way. <laughs> Dude, I have 33,000 plus songs. Uh, 81.5 days worth of music on my computer. Oh, they. Like, there's no way, like, I can live without that iTunes. But, I mean, that iTunes has been, like, it's on XP, so it's like, hey, by the way, we need to update you. But it's like, I can't because nothing else works to update on the computer. <laughs> so, if iTunes disappears from a computer, it's going to be the MacBook, which is how I put my music on the computer, and then I got to transfer it to the Dell, which sucks, but... Nah. Uh, but, yeah, so iTunes, you've served me well. Please keep serving me. <laughs> uh, next, uh, I, at the Billy Joel concert, I ended up getting pizza. Ooh. From Casa Nona, uh, because they were they were doing a deal on all the food and non-alcoholic beverages at the Garden. That's like, pretty cool. For the first like hour, uh huh. From like seven to seven fifty nine, I think it was. Uh huh. Fifty percent off. Wow. So, I, the pizza I thought was good. It's a personal size, like nine inch pizza, four slice deal. Mm hmm. Normally, it's eleven bucks. Okay. I'm sure it's even more expensive at the actual restaurant. I think they have maybe two locations in Manhattan. Mm hmm. But for half off, it was really good. I don't. I I could not picture somebody paying eleven bucks for that that pie. Yeah. So I got that, and I got a, a an iced tea, a lemon iced tea. Nice, good, good call. Yeah, it was it was it was really good. I would get it again if it was fifty percent off. I paid eight eight and change for the whole, for the pizza and the, the iced tea. Jeez. Okay. Which I mean, yeah, it sucks, but it's like it's it's worth like I mean like a a slice and a half, let's say. Mm-hmm. Which a slice these days is like three dollars some places. Yeah. Which is absurd, but that's how much the freaking train costs. So that's what you got to pay for it, apparently. The piss train. No, not that piss train. I'm talking about the <laughs> the subway system. Mm-hmm. Because apparently the a slice of pizza should be roughly about the same price of a one way ticket to a. A one-way trip on the subway mm -hmm. is what I heard, at least. But, uh, yeah, so Casanona is getting a shout-out. The pizza was good enough for $5.50. Uh, but last but not least, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is getting a shout-out. Have you seen any of this? Uh, I saw bits and pieces. It just opened. Uh... It just opened in Disneyland in California this past week. Uh, but... Based off the pictures and videos that I've seen, it like it looks absolutely incredible. People are saying it's way better than what Harry Potter is at Universal, which is like nuts. I've never seen the Harry Potter stuff in person, but mm -hmm. I, I don't care about Harry Potter. I don't care about Star Wars, but like both both lands look incredible. 
It's like I don't care about Avatar, but what they have at Pandora at the Animal Kingdom is just like, wow. Mm-hmm. So to have somebody, a bunch of people say that the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is better than Universal, Harry Potter's stuff at Universal is like, that's like high praise. But Now, are you going to, before you go there, are you going to see the movie? No, I will never ever watch a Star Wars movie unless George Lucas himself calls me up and is like, "Hey, let's uh I'll pay you money to watch my movie or something like that." <laughs> He'll come up to me at a wedding and be like, "Hey, watch my movie." I actually spoke to someone today and they said that they uh have never seen any of the Star Wars films. There's like and they I, don't dude, they don't if, care to. If you pay me like 10 grand, I'll sit there and I'll watch every single Star Wars movie in order and everything, but uh, I don't need to see a Star Wars film. And I, I don't think you need a Star Wars... You don't need to see a Star Wars film in order to enjoy what is... The environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, even... Dude, I swear. I was I just almost felt like Vince Russo. I swear to God, bro. <laughs> I saw a video clip of the full Millennium Falcon ride that's open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's two rides in Galaxy's Edge. One is still like being constructed. But the one that's open, you're every single time you ride it, it's different. Okay. It's six people in in one car, and every one of you has a job, and it affects your ride. Like hmm. there's people that there's a pilot, there's there's uh, fighter pilots, like there's there's like the people controlling the how the aircraft moves or whatever you call it, and how it that's like shoots. Cool. Yeah. So I was watching it, and it's literally, it's 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 literally as if you're flying through space like you look like you're flying the millennium falcon mm-hmm. and it's like it's just in, incredible like i can't wait to see that in person yeah i think well, it opens it opens i think august 29th in uh in uh disney world at hollywood right, so studios we're gonna have to get get our uh tickets <laughs> why are you going yeah and it's it's funny watching the video of galaxy's edge opening up in disneyland it was like there had to have been like at least two thousand three thousand people there unless that's like a gross over yeah an overstatement yeah but seeing pictures and videos from every other part of the park while galaxy's edge was opening was like kind of like uneasy like chilling mm-hmm. it was empty Everyone, all those marks are there to see Star Wars. It's amazing. Nobody cared about, uh, I don't know, It's a Small World. Nobody yeah. cared about the Haunted Mansion. It was insane seeing pictures and videos like that. Because, I, I mean, I've, I've been to Disney World where it hasn't been, like, that crowded. But never, unless it was, like, midnight, where I had, like, the extra magic hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had never seen a park that empty like that. Yeah. Which was just crazy, but... And I honestly, I can't wait to see Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disney World. So, hopefully I'll make it there at the end, towards the end of this year. My uh, annual ticket is up in November. Well, here, here's to hoping, dude. Yeah, here's, here's to, hoping. to hoping. Here, here. <laughs> but those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for our... I go 
into some markout moments of the week. I absolutely 110% need to call you out because last week on the show, you trashed a certain game that literally just came out because you didn't know how to play it. And here you are right now, right now, this second playing it. So okay. I would like I would like for you to apologize and say you were incorrect and you're quite enjoying the game. I mean, it's a okay. I want you to say that you were incorrect and you are enjoying the game. Dude, I just got the Godfather. This game is awesome. Well, you don't, right. you don't have to say awesome, but tell us how you really feel. Well, I did get the Godfather, so I'm happy. And dude, love. I'm opening up some draft picks. Oh, I got Epico, dude. He's going. He's going all the way. Killian Dane again. They they took part in that Samu charity event. Dude, love. This is really uneventful now. Beth Phoenix, Beth Phoenix, and Alicia Fox. You got Great. two Beth Phoenixes. Yeah, I'm just gonna open all of them. See what happens. <laughs> no way, Jose. Oh, I got Sid. Yeah, that's well, cool. that's not that's, Helmsley. that's not going to be an exciting thing. So yeah, so you, this game it, it was. I mean, it's a click. It's a little click the bar where it's in the middle game, and it's fun because it's really quick and easy. Like the matches are like one, two, three. Like Brandon was surprised at how quick the matches were, um, but some of them have their theme songs and stuff like that. Only you can unlock. Yeah, not all of them, I don't believe. Um, but it's not too bad. But the thing, the really awful thing is that it drains your battery like crazy. I feel like that has to be like a, a you thing. No, this like, right now I'm holding my phone and it's actually like warm. I wonder if it's just like, because like, how old's your phone already? I don't know, but by accident, I double-clicked and I spent a lot of money on an extra draft pick. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mine is 2016. Yeah, so but that's yeah, no, three it's, years it's, old. It's, it's warm, though. Yeah, but that's a three-year-old phone. Apple phones are like really – I really believe Apple makes their phones uh, able to last a year. Mm-hmm. Well, I have an, an S. What is it? An SE. I have no idea what that means. It's a smaller one. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, one of my markout moments of the week has to be hearing Bob Seger do Downtown Train live because the other two times I hadn't heard him do it, and he's like, "This wasn't on the set list." He brought it up by saying something about the Long Island Railroad and then went right into downtown train. I was like, hell yeah, this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> so I was really pumped about that. But as far as uh, wrestling goes, uh, today they announced a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Mattel figure. Did you mm -hmm. see it? No. It's Macho Man from the Slim Jim commercials. Complete That's cool. Complete with Slim Jims, and it comes in a Slim Jim box. That's amazing. It looks incredible. Go, dude. Are you able to go onto Facebook? Uh, nah. Oh. Nah. It's it's just gonna lag everything. Not worth it right now, dude. Mm. In the home stretch, I take your word for it. Well, it's like it's such a good looking figure. It's crazy. I would never buy it, but mm -hmm. it's like it blew my mind to see this thing. 
I just leveled up this Hunter Hearst Helmsley retro way too much. Why? I don't know, because now he's set. My highest rated character is now Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And then after that, it's Lars Sullivan. There's, so, a, there's a little uh, thumbnail for you. That does look sick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I, I, I approve of it, but that's the thing. I, I, don't, I wouldn't want my figures to breathe. Well, here's the thing is that I think it, it the box kind of looks like it opens up like you know how you have the the new day thing with the t-shirt inside? Yeah. I think it opens up like the outside of it is the Slim Jim box here on the left. Oh, okay. And then you could open it up and display that one on the right. Huh. I think. I'm not positive, but it looks like that Slim Jim box you have to rip open, though. I think that's just, like, the pattern because that's what the Slim Jim boxes look like. Uh-huh. But hmm. that that could be very well a thing, so who knows? I don't know. That That is a cool uh, figure to to collect, though. Yeah. Do you have any other uh, mark-out moments or not? My mark-out moment of the week. Uh, I was watching News 12 at work today. Because at a medical office, I feel like that's the only thing that's on TV. Uh, it's either News 12, Price is Right, or Let's Make a Deal. Um, and so today on News 12, uh, there was something that took place that was really crazy. So I guess some there was a drunk driver, and he drove down a street, and um, he hit a bunch of parked vehicles, like 20 vehicles. He this, this is turning into a markout moment? Yeah, so he hit like 20 vehicles. So then they're interviewing uh, somebody, oh, like a witness to this guy who hit 20 vehicles. And I'm like looking at the person, they're talking, and I'm like, awesome. They got a Revival t-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a Revival t-shirt, and it says like the no, what is it, the no flips, just fist yeah. t-shirt. And I'm like watching this, and I'm like, huh. All all of the patients right now don't get it, but I'm I'm kind of like marking out on the inside because he's wearing a wrestling t shirt on TV. And I mean that's not the first time. I also marked out like a few like a few months ago because on News Twelve, I mean these two people were uh, I guess like younger people were in a boat and it capsized and stuff and they had to get rescued and both of them are safe and got rescued. And one of the people when he got rescued, he was wearing a Cactus Jack t-shirt. So, yeah. Those are the small things I mark out for on News 12. I mark, I always mark out for the wrestling stuff. So, yeah, keep on wearing your wrestling t-shirts on News 12, and I'll keep on marking out for it. But <laughs> Well, that's our mark out moment of the week and our show. Episode number 435. You can check us out. iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, uh, MarkingOut.com. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, uh, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, at MarkingOut on Twitter, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, at BTTG161, at Chris Sweendog, and we wish you the, the best, best of luck in your future, future endeavor. endeavor.